welcome to the Maryland PTAC podcast, Assist and Win, where we showcase client success stories and feature procurement experts to help you as a small business owner. I'm your host, Yasmin Razak, and I'm the marketing and training coordinator here at the Maryland PTAC. Today's guest is Pamela Miner. She is a procurement specialist and certified VA counselor. She has also counseled clients for the Maryland PTAC. Pam is a former business owner with a specialty in IT. Thanks for joining us today, Pam. Well, thanks for having me, Yasmin. Okay, uh, Pam, you have had a long and illustrious career as an entrepreneur, and then you've moved on to counseling and advising other entrepreneurs. Could you sort of tell us a little bit about your career background and how you ended up becoming a procurement specialist? Yes, uh, my background was um, I have a computer science background discipline was what I graduated with. I have one, one of my degrees is in uh, computer science, the other in mass communications. Uh, once I had been working as a independent contractor for a while and as well as years of working for vendors and top vendors in the IT space, such as Oracle, a corporation, Sybase, back in the day, let me date myself, Digital Equipment Corporation, which was a competitor to uh, IBM. I was doing develop software development, enterprise architecture, things of that nature. Once I decided to start my own business, uh, the natural field would be for me in IT. As well as I had worked for a small, a small business, a little known small business called Network Solutions, who at that time, they were an 8A firm, which I knew nothing about 8A firms until I, I started working for them. And I was their first MIS, uh, Management Information Systems Director. And they had the, the contract to uh, register domains like the .coms, the .edus, uh, the .govs. That was the first contract that they had, they were an 8A firm. So that was my first foray, foray into small business. So when I started getting into, I had some, some health issues that made me think about what I was doing and how I was spending my quality time. So I decided to, uh, to wound down the company, make sure my employees landed in very good places because my employees were more like my family than anything else. And I had some great, great employees that worked for me. So I made sure they got security clearances and things like that. Um, and then I continued doing uh, 1099 consulting. Okay. So how did you find out that there was another path for you to help other business owners? When I had my business, I had a counselor who is still currently working for PTAC. Mary Lee Kolick was my counselor when I had my business, Infotech International was what it was. And Mary Lee helped me in a lot of different ways. And I remained friends with Mary Lee after I uh, 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 wound down the business. So I just happened to talk to Mary Lee and we went to lunch even and we were talking and at that time she knew that uh, PTAC was looking for a counselor and she had told me about it. You say that uh, Mary Lee had been advising you mm -hmm. as a PTAC counselor on procurement issues. What benefit did you gain? Because obviously you've seen it from both sides of the fence now. So you were originally a client. So what benefit did you gain from that? Well, a lot of stuff. Uh, there's so many things that that uh, 
consists of being in the federal market space. And that space has uh, a million different avenues going down and depending on what business you are in, it could take you through different paths. So the fact that I was in IT and IT was um, probably in the moderately in the middle of things at that time. So there was not a lot known out there because they were still, I mean, the computers, the, the computers we have in our hand, our smartphones, uh, that level of computing would be in huge rooms when I was when I was out there running my business part of the time when I was running my business. I was around for when the first PCs came out and they were like luggables. They, you remember the sewing machines that your parents had, that your mom might have had, that they, you boxed it up and put the lid on and couldn't carry yep. it around? <laughs> that was the size of a PC when I first, when I was first introduced. And DEC at that time, Digital Equipment Corporation, they, they made some of the first uh, laptops. They were really luggables. So when I, with everything, I knew nothing about it. And what I did learn was it's not what you know that hurts you, it's what you don't know that you don't know. And there's a lot that you don't know about business and government contracting specifically. Like all the rules, the regulation, the FAR, which is the Bible, and then they usually literally, they had literally the book and that you had to, to have. And it was, it was the size of one of the old family Bibles. Um, so you needed somebody who knew that terrain. And Mary Lee was that person for me. Okay, great. So you decide to become a counselor to give back to the entrepreneur community and help others. And you become a VA certified counselor. What exactly does that mean? Because when, a, uh, when there are several certifications that the Small Business Administration uh, has to be able to recognize a business as, as we may have also known, there's women-owned businesses. There are um, historically uh, uh, historically underutilized business zone businesses. There's service-disabled vets. There's veterans businesses. There's 8A businesses. So those certifications are, are managed and maintained by different parts of the government. And the veterans one is one that is is managed by the Veterans Administration, and that certification allow businesses, veteran-owned businesses that have that certification, to have set aside opportunities with the Veterans Administration specifically, but some of the other agencies honor it as well. Okay, and so um, the CVE, what is it, and why do veterans need it? The uh, CVE is for the purpose of helping veterans be able to navigate. Whenever you're doing anything government, you know you need a guide. <laughs> so <laughs> to help uh, veterans navigate that space, because there's certain uh, qualifications you have to have. And you would think, it's just like with being a woman-owned business. When I, had a, when I had a woman-owned business, I thought it was kind of ridiculous that I had to go through, jump through such hoops to get my woman-owned certification. Look, I'm a woman, so why do I need to do this? But um, one of reason is you figure that just because your your gender is such, you may be a, a front for a male in the woman-owned business, but in for a veteran business, you may have somebody that is trying to use you as a front for their business, and they not a vet. 
So the main reason, or the number one reason you'll find with uh, certification for uh, the, the uh, verification is that you have to make sure that the veteran is controlling that business. They totally have to control that business because they don't want, in, in the documentation you have to go through, is one of the main primary reasons is to ensure that the, the veteran or veterans that have 51% ownership of that company is truly running, managing, controlling that business. Yeah, that's an important factor because as we know, a lot of businesses are set up as partnerships and it's important to get that percentage right to qualify. So um, I'm glad you brought that up. Now, in a nutshell, could you um, describe the process for a veteran business owner if they come to you for help? Yes, the, there is a specific process. The, there are basically four different areas. There's the intake area where a veteran uh, is putting together his application. Um, once the application is put together, uh, there's an assessment of that application. That's the second phase. And verify the information that the veteran submitted. Then there's a a federal review of that to make sure that all the, the I's are dotted and the T's across to ensure that control, that eligibility, that ownership and control is there. A veteran is identified by their service in the military and they have paperwork, obviously, from the government that says that they were in the military and that they were uh, discharged uh, in a way that was not dishonorable. So you could be discharged because, uh, honorably discharged, obviously, you could be discharged because of medical reasons and things like that. As long as it's an honorable discharge, you can uh, get your verification as long as you follow the other criteria of the 51% ownership in the control aspect. Okay, great. So actually, that leads me on to my next question, which was, you talked about the control aspect, um, but can any veteran qualify or are there other eligibility requirements? Well, a veteran, if you look at the definition of veteran, a veteran is someone who served on active duty with the Army, the Air Force, the Navy, the Marine Corps, or the Coast Guard for any length of time who was discharged and released under conditions other than dishonorable. So that's a, a, a classic veteran. There's also some of the National Guard who may be called to active duty during a part of their time. They can get that, that verification and certification based on the information about the time they served as an active uh, reservist. Uh, as well as, like I said, if you are a disabled vet, no matter how what much time you were in the service, if you're to be a disabled vet, the, the, the VA, the Department of Defense, sends out a letter. They evaluate you, and it takes a, it's a time, it's a process to be determined from zero to 100% disability based on your time in, in the service. Okay, great. So um, where do veterans get started with their verification? Where should, where's your first stop? You start by, you, first of all, you go through and you look at your, make sure you, you pre-qualify um, and you look at um, some of the documents that you look at. There's some documents you have to find that define, 
first, what type of business are you? Are you a sole proprietor? Are you a LLC? Are you an S corporation? So determine, or a, a partnership, determine the type of business you are or starting. And you there on there's a website that has the address uh, that we can get you that that has where that documentation is that says if you are a sole proprietor you have to do A B C if you are LLC so that documentation is out there depending on what type of business you are there's certain paperwork that you have to submit because that shows like your operating agreement saying improving that you have control. I had one time I had a client that came in that had a, a business. He, he wanted to make sure that he was starting. It was him and his wife, and he was 51% and 49% for his wife. And that sounds like, okay, he has that covered. But the language in his operating agreement talked about members, talked about what they could do as members. Um, so therefore, he really did not have control, and that could change even though he had 51%. Okay, so obviously this is pointing out why it's so important for veterans to come and see a procurement <clears throat> uh, specialist like you to walk them through it all because, um, you know, there's a lot of information there and there's, there's, there's mistakes that can be made and they can avoid those by speaking to somebody like you. What is, um, what is the number one mistake you see veteran business owners make and, and how can they avoid it? There's, I don't know if there's a number one, but it's all, most of it is around the world of control. That control could be like with the, the ownership, that kind of, uh, the percentage of ownership. It could be the, uh, they, they decide their company, they may not be the, the, the highest uh, 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 representative of the company. So they may have, they may have somebody else as the CEO and they're, say the business development person because they determine sales and business development is the most important but that's not considered the most important uh position in a company so you got to make sure your position is defined correctly you got to make sure that the, the veteran is being paid more than uh anybody else in the company except for there are always exceptions but except for if there's something that uh requires a say a specific uh level of expertise or uh, industry kind of certifications. But for the most part, you should be the highest position, the highest page. You got to make sure that the control is clearly defined. Okay. So um, I'd just like to wrap this up by saying, what would you, or rather by asking, what would you say to business owners? not just veterans, but any business owner, what is the key to success in government contracting? You've been doing this a long time, both as a business owner and as a, uh, an advisor to business owners. What would you say is the main thing people need to bear in mind? I think what people have to do is, is think about what, they, what business they're in. Often, we as business owners, we go into the business that we love. And there's a book call out there called The E-Myth. And it talks about entrepreneurs and that, okay, so you have this love. And the, the example in that book is a baker. You, you love to bake. It's a good hobby. You enjoy it. Everybody loves what you bake. And then everybody starts saying, oh, you should go into business. You, should, you could be, make a lot of money. Your stuff is so, so, and whatnot. Once it becomes a business, it becomes a whole different animal. 
because the business of business is business meaning it's to make money and that money you make you can do it for good you could do it for whatever but that's ultimately you got to make the money to pay the people to pay for whatever resources you need if you're not interested in doing that level of the business and you enjoy the baking part and just making people happy when they see your because when I was I did photography for a while I loved doing photography because I love that capturing that moment one time I did a, a wedding shoot and I caught a beautiful picture of a, a gentleman as he watched his bride come down the aisle and I caught that moment as he his the tears was running down his eyes that was a moment so that is what I truly enjoy. I don't enjoy going out trying to find somebody that wants to pay for my service. I, I don't, don't enjoy make, you know, making sure that I have the latest and greatest technology and stuff like that, even though I do that because I'm kind of a over, overdoer in, in that area. But, <laughs> but, you know, so if it's something that you really love and you want to continue to love just for the nature of it, then you might want to consider do you want to turn it into a business because like I said the you got you got to learn the stuff and do the things to make that business work there's a lot of taxes there's a lot of human interaction if you're not a people person you know you you think you oh well I'm gonna be a business I'm gonna own my own business and I'm gonna do whatever I want no you have more people managing you you and your time than if you work for somebody because when you work for your employee you just have your management when you own a business, you have the, your customer, you have your employees, and then you got to manage your family time, all those things, because you don't do a nine to five as a business owner. So it's got to be something you really enjoy doing and want to do. And I get it that you want to be able to control your destiny in some way. Control. I wanted to control who I, I worked with, because I had worked in many organizations that I didn't particularly care for the management. So what I did was I, and I knew at that time, if you change jobs a lot, you were kind of blackballed in the industry. So I knew I was going to be changing jobs. So I just created my company so I could change contracts instead. <laughs> well, that's a good strategy. <laughs> Are there any books that you would recommend that, that listeners um, pick up and, and read? Anything, any favorites out there? Yes. I, there's, there's one book that, I read it and I kind of lost my mind because I read it and thought it was the most amazing book. And I immediately called the, the, the company um, and it was the book called The One Thing. And The One Thing was written by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. And it was about how to focus. And you can use The One Thing for all areas of your life. There's seven areas of your life. There's your spiritual life, there's your physical health, there's your personal life, there's your business, there's your job, and there's your finances. So when you talk about the one thing, it's just in those seven areas, you have to take time to identify if you got a goal in that area, how do you meet that goal? What do you need to do? And you look at it from, and I talk to like, when I talk to the vets, I say, think about it this way. When you're a military person, you got to see the target. You got to know where it is before you can hit it. Well, that's what you do with the one thing. You identify the target you want to hit, and then you set up the steps to get you there. And that's what, so that book kind of changed my life, and it, it, it changed it in a lot of ways. So that was a great book. 
The other book that I really like is The Road Less Stupid. And that book by Keith Cunningham, that talks about most of the times a lot of the mistakes we made is not, we can be very smart people but make stupid mistakes. So it talks to be how you identify when you're going down that path and how to correct that. So those are the two, my two favorite books. Okay, that's great. All right, one last thing. I, I know I've said, I've said that a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> this really is the last one. Um, for anybody listening, um, whether they're new to business, whether they've been in business 25 years, whether they're a veteran, they're not a veteran, whatever, they, whatever stage they are in their lives, um, what words of encouragement would you give? Um, at the time of the recording of this podcast, uh, we're going through a pandemic um, and it's seen a huge shift in the business community um, and in government contracting as well. It's affected everybody. There isn't anybody it hasn't touched. Mm. What words of encouragement would you give to, to business owners who are perhaps feeling a little bit downhearted or, or defeated? Well, what I've told people that with, with this quarantine, especially in our, our, our living in our home offices and whatnot, that the one thing this has given us is, is the time to be able to think about where we're going, the time to set up the systems and the processes you need in your business. Because most small businesses, they get started and they just get started. Now you have time to think about, well, who are the type of people that I want to be working with me? Who are the, my clients? So you can strategically look at your clients. You can set up uh, systems and processes for how do I meet, meet and grow my network? So right now you can't physically go out, but there are virtual industry days and things like that. So you just figure out how to navigate the world you've been given right now. You got to do some of the same fundamental things because you have to be, I mean, people are always the case and people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And there's ways to get to know people that through this pandemic with using some of the social media, some of the things like LinkedIn and whatnot, I have time now to delve into the various government databases. And remember that .gov or .mil are the databases you want to be looking on that give you the free data. Obviously, there's some commercial databases out there that you can pay significantly for. But that data that they're using actually comes from those free databases. They just massage it and make it look pretty and make it easier to use. So those are the things Use this time that you have to be building that infrastructure you need in your organization that you'll probably never have again. Because we all who had business, we just it started we started running and we couldn't stop and you just don't have the time if you got, you know, your personal life, you got your uh, spiritual life, you got your business life. You, you got to do those things. So now you have that time that you get that work around. And I was doing stuff like, uh, getting up at 4.30 in the morning, like when I wanted to work out, because I knew if from 4.30 to 10, I could get that in, I could get other things in. So by then I had done most of the things I wanted to do to start my day. So you just find different ways to identify what you want to do and then do that focus, do that one thing. That's great. Thank you so much, Pam, for spending time with us today. Really enjoyed this discussion. And I know you've pointed out a lot of really helpful information for business owners. Um, so thanks again for joining us. And we wish you continued success. Well, thank you.
Thank you.